Aloha and welcome. You're listening to Soul, your host for Pay Me What I'm Worth Talk Radio. Imagine me bowing in gratitude before you for taking the time to join us on a special journey. Did you miss a week? No worries. Listen to all of our prior shows at bit.ly forward slash pay radio. Again, bit.ly forward slash pay radio. To get one reminder of our next show, be sure to click on the follow button up at the top of the page. And now it's time to sit back and to learn along with the rest of us. Get ready to meet some amazing souls as they make real changes in daily life. I recommend you find some notepaper, then get ready to enjoy a few ahas as you listen to this show. I'm delighted and thrilled to introduce you to Christina Irvin, team leader for Team Clarity. Hello, I'm Christina Irvin, and I'm happy to extend this special invitation for you to eavesdrop on Team Clarity's discussion as we dive into the next exercise of Pay Me What I'm Worth. Next, let's meet the rest of the team. Hello, this is Chelsea Wells from the mountains of Tennessee. Have a blessed day. Hi, this is Marcia Sertino, and I'm in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello, and welcome from the gorgeous state of Wisconsin. This is Patty Anderson. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Julia Colon from the city that never sleeps, New York City. Team Clarity members share their class time with us for two main reasons. Reason number one, they want those they hold near and dear to know about the changes that they're making on multiple levels. As they change, by listening to these classes, people who know Team Clarity members may opt to change along with them. Reason number two, to share their stories with you. I bet their stories and life lessons will inspire all sorts of ahas for you too. Okay, time to start the class. I'd like you all to image in your mind a seed. Maybe it's one of those seeds in the apple that you bit off just a little bit too much and you go, oh, God, I got seeds in my mouth. Maybe it's one of those teeny, 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 tiny little seeds that you plant in the garden that ends up being a carrot or cabbage. The notion that a seed has everything it needs to prosper, providing it's planted in a fertile soil. Where do you think I'm going with this? Where do we plant our seeds? We've been working on the fertile soil so that we can plant the seed for us to grow with our own self-worth and value and be able to be balanced in giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. Let's even take one step further back. Where do you think I'm going with this? Step back from even before planting the seed. We had to plow. We had to plow the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. And we have to choose fertile ground. Mm-hmm. Yep. Keep going further back. How many times have you thought as you were doing exercise seven? I already had that, but yet I went and did something to affirm that. I already knew how to write a paper, but I went and I got this degree and that degree, and I went. I already knew how to, but yet because I doubted my own skill, my own seed, I had to do something to affirm it. I had to get this. I had to do that. 
Did that happen for anybody as you were doing exercise seven? <laughs> yes, and then it's point seven. Hey, <laughs> I got to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> And when we talk about fertile soil, do you understand now the methodology of why I spent an entire month on us talking about doubt, guilt, shame, and worry? Aren't those weeds in our lives, in our gardens? If we plant our seeds to grow, do not doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. Do not the judge, the critic, the perfectionist all creep in and suck the life out of the nutritional soil that our seed wants to use to grow? Oh, yes. Yeah. And if we use our ability to forgive, it's the equivalency of digging out that weed and roots and all, right? Yes. Yes. Follow? Mm-hmm. If we use our human trait to forget, it's no different than snapping the weed off the top, leaving the roots in the ground. Yeah? Yes. Yes. So with that thought in mind, I'm going to take the next five minutes as we dive further into our discussion about skills and exercise seven. On page 24, I asked you to take a deep breath to the count of four. So the count of four to me goes something like this. One, two, three, and then you release your breath the same way. You exhale. Four, three, two, and one. Let's take a deep breath together. Everybody listening, including those who are listening on our on-demand shows, let's now take a deep breath together, starting in now. Whether it's through your nose or your mouth, doesn't matter. Start breathing in. One, two, three, four. And now release. Four, three, two, and one. And now just resume your normal way of breathing. And as you're listening, I want you to imagine yourself as a seed. Complete, whole, perfect. Right now as you are. And imagine you're being planted into fertile, fertile soil. It's absolutely perfect. It has just the right amount of light, just the right amount of water. It has someone or something tending the weeds around it so you can grow at whatever pace you want to grow. And as you recognize a skill, as you go, wow, I can do that, you grow roots. Every skill you recognize, and you allow the skill to feed you, to learn other skills to wake up more fully to who you are, you grow more roots into a fertile soil. As you come to an awareness with how you're doing with your exercise of asking people about skills, what skills do they see in you? Just like a tree, they say that a tree mirrors itself. What you see above the ground is mirrored below the ground in its root structure. Yeah? You've heard this before? Yes. Yes. Do you feel that that's accurate, or do you think it's a little skewed? Some people have a way of presenting themselves differently than what their roots are. Now you're reading my mind, Chelsea, because my question is, is as you're 
collecting your skill list. How's it going for you? Who has a story they want to share with how they're doing with this particular part of listing their skills? Asking other people about your skills is like asking them to describe the tree that's above the ground. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm finding that the feedback is pretty consistent with what I expected to see, but that I don't think I value enough of myself is my leadership skills, but that's something that's clearly coming out from other people. For the most part, it seems that people are picking up on my soft skills and my people skills and communication and, and interaction more than my hard skills, which I think is interesting. For me, I had a conversation the other day with one of my nurse practitioners, and we I had her do this for me. When I explained to her afterwards what I was doing, she said, really? She said, Chelsea, I wouldn't think you would need anybody to tell you or make you understand that you're worthy and that your worth is more than sometimes what you present. She said, because she felt that I was just perfect. We talked about isogenics and some different things, and she said, that surprises me too. I thought you loved yourself. I said, I do love myself. I am a voluptuous woman, and I love every inch, but I need to do this for health reasons. It has nothing to do with the physical that you see. But in her eyes, she saw me as extremely strong, very confident, always knows what's going on, always knows what to do. So she was surprised. And I was surprised because she was surprised. It rippled back. Mm, Okay. Patty, as you find yourself in a position where you've had to put the pause on skills you know you have, meaning because of your physical state, Mm -hmm. you are unable to do something you know you can do, right? Right. What's coming up for you when that happens? Right now, actually... For some reason, I don't mind it, taking it day by day. I'm really not able to sit and get on the computer. So what I'm doing is I'm basically kind of redoing my goals. I have some sheets that I've printed off from one of the mentors, just kind of redoing things. And I'm setting my mind in the mindset of I don't have to go back to the beginning. I can't necessarily pick up where I left off, but I can do some things different when I do, when I am able to get back online and get start getting back in touch with people. And I think I'm just using this more as a refreshing period, just kind of taking a good look at the things that I was doing that wasn't working, writing a lot of notes of the things that I'm going to do. And I'm, it's more of a learning experience, I think. Maybe I needed to take this step back because I was going nowhere fast, just kind of letting a lot of negative come in and... As I'm taking this time, I'm also learning to turn negative into positive no matter what it is. Even if it's somebody making a bad comment, of you, you can turn anything you want to from a negative into a positive if you see it that way. Yeah, this has really been a learning experience for me to look at life completely different, to look at situations completely different. Is it safe to say you're allowing yourself permission that you didn't allow before. Yes, yes, very safe. That concept of permission, as you started asking people to share with you skills that they see about you, you gave them permission to give you feedback, yeah? Mm -hmm. 
What are some of the feelings that came up when you asked for that feedback? I was surprised at my nurse practitioner, what she saw when she looked at me. Because I know that inside, I'm just as crazy as the next person. Maybe I just hide my better than others. (laughs) (laughs) Good masking. (laughs) Well, I know, Julia, in your back office blog post, you had a pretty good aha as you got in touch with how you choose to interact with people, yeah? Yes, exactly. It's different for me now where I'm valuing my time. Yes, I am willing to help others, but if they're not willing to help themselves in the process, I'm pretty much going to move on to the next person who wants assistance and is willing to make that change. past, I just wanted to help and help and help, and I was always giving, giving, giving. Now... Once again, like my time is very valuable, and I realized that my whole mindset changed as far as dealing with with others. And the birdie agrees one hundred percent. Yes, he did. <laughs> it goes back to the doubting ourselves and analyzing things, and just when you do that, you just take no control, no responsibility, no initiative. It's going to always be there. It spoke about keeping those dreams in a box. When you look back years later, they're still there. How do you move on to the next dream if you can't finish the first one? Take better care of others than we do ourselves because we feel that if we don't do Okay, now here I'm hearing we, we, oh, 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 my goodness. Let me rephrase. The philosopher Chelsea is now speaking. Okay. For me, after my mother died, I had spent my entire life doing things to make her happy, giving my brothers money, different things. And what I realized was I only did that because I was doing what she expected me to do. And what I realize is I don't want to do it because I don't want to be taken advantage of anymore. So lots of times I live my life doing things for others because I knew it was expected and maybe I thought that's how, why they loved me. So when I stopped doing, you can't put me on a guilt trip anymore. It don't work. I realized that a lot of people were doing that to me my whole life. I personally think two things. That is so huge, and I'm very proud of you because I've absolutely witnessed you put the the flag in the ground and be like, no, not today. It's not going to be that kind of party anymore. (laughs) And so I'm very proud of you for that because I know that's been a a challenge for you for your entire life. Oh, it has, absolutely. Uh, For me personally, I thought I was taking care of people so well and I was giving to people so much and I was influencing so much and speaking into people and what I've come to realize in the five, six weeks that we've been together is that as much as I was giving to people and speaking into people and taking care of people, I actually was cheating them as well because I don't take care of myself enough emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, I don't give to myself enough, so I'm often giving to others from a pretty depleted cup. Exactly. 
I like the way you said that, Christina. That, that's a perfect description of it. And in Western culture, are we not taught very early on, it is better to blank than to blank? What are those blanks? Better to give than receive. Yes, we are. And we, for whatever reason, buy it. I bought it. I was a good Catholic boy. I was raised in a Catholic household. I was shamed into thinking that if I took any time for myself or if I took, if I spent my money just on me and nobody else, that's wrong, that's shameful. Can you yeah. see how that saying, it is better to give than receive, sabotages our ability to grow? It really does. Yeah. There's a flip side to all of this. On page 26, I gave you a little scenario. And then the scenario was that you had gone to, been interviewed or whatever, and the person interviewing you says you're really confident and like to hire you, but because of what you just told me about you, I know that I can take advantage of you. So tell you what, I'm going to take advantage of you because you've told me these things. And if you just forget about all of your skills and all your hard work, you won't mind me taking advantage of you. Remember that paragraph? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> did it rattle any cages? Yes. Yeah. Sure did. <laughs> I was like, what? No. Yeah. It's, it's Are you referring to you. the how often you less <laughs> when you're worth? When you forget what you're worth, you'll feel less robbed, disrespected, and worthless when I pay you what I think I can get away with? Yeah. Wow. Mm. How many of you have the discount sign in your window? How many of you have discounted you? That's called discounting. We see discounts and sales all over the place. Come in half off today for a limited time only, right? Right. Mine was a clearance sign. (laughs) (laughs) Come in, take what you want, take what you need. Yes, that's where all these great things was one of those. Mine was one of those Craigslist posts. We're getting rid of all of this stuff from here by 5 o'clock today and pick it up on the curb. All you can put in a bag. <laughs> That's interesting that you guys would say that because I'm thinking now and I'm just realizing that I wasn't even for sale. There wasn't even a price tag I, because I didn't feel like I was worthy enough. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. We give ourselves away every day. Yeah, every day. In small ways. As it was put to me, always be a giver, never be a taker. Mm-hmm. I, there, there's a difference between taking and receiving. Bingo. I'm not demonizing the whole concept of discounting. I'm saying is it's okay to give mm-hmm. as long as I'm mindful of what I'm giving. And if I'm giving something that's so laden with expectations. If I'm giving you something of me and I expect something from you, but I'm not telling you that, maybe I'm of the notion that common sense would say that if soul gives me this, I should do that. But again, do you see where I'm laying the trap for disappointment? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. If I'm giving you something, if I'm willingly giving you something with no strings attached, then it's not discounting. Did that make any sense? Yes. Yes. How? How does it make sense to you? 
Well, it makes sense to me because if I give something and I'm giving it from my heart and I don't expect anything back, then it's going to be a blessing for me and for the other person. Because to me, if I give you something and I expect something back, it will be disappointing (laughs) because I haven't even really asked the other person, what do they want? What do they need? Before I even assume something like that. My giving in that way would mean that I expect something back. And to expect something back without even knowing if that person really needs it or wants it, is, is, it just doesn't even make sense. What about giving to someone who doesn't want it, but you think they need it? Well, you just got to hope that they'll eventually need it sometime in the future. <laughs> At the moment, <laughs> they're not going to take it. I want to hear a story. I'm sure all. Might be insulted. (laughs) Yeah, putting that if you if I'm just set ahead on giving somebody something I feel like they need, and they don't feel like they need it, doesn't that take away from them? Each of you has a story. I want to hear stories about times a person has asked you for help, and you've helped them, and. They ignored it, or they refused it, or they ping-ponged it back to you. I'm sure each of you has a story. Let's hear some. (laughs) I got a call from a young lady who needed my help. I helped her out with what she needed, and she came back to me a couple of days later with her ideas and so forth that had nothing to do with the company that she was wanting to work with, had nothing to do with the present company that she's in. Why is she coming to me? In the end, I just told her, you have to call them, and you have to ask them. And she's like, well, what do I ask them? And I'm like, the same questions you asked me. She just came back and just kept coming back with ideas, and I just told her, you need to stop analyzing this and just give them a call because if you don't ask the questions, they're not going to be answered. She just thanked me. It was like a real quick thank you, and I knew right away she wasn't going to call them. But that's my story. Chelsea, I bet you have bookloads of stories about times in the role that you are in professionally, how many times you've offered something to someone who they've asked you for what you're giving them, and then you come to find out they didn't follow through, yeah? Oh, my God, the stories. Just the other day, we were having a meeting to talk about specific patients and what their discharge plan would be and what they needed. Well, this one gentleman came to the meeting, and he, he's homeless. So as we're going through, he's doing really well. It's time for him to be discharged. I ask, what are your plans at discharge? Well, he said, I don't know. I need you to help me with that. I said, okay. So I start laying out different options that he can choose from or choose more than one that will help him when he's discharged. Every one I laid out. He said, uh, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. And I finally, I stopped, and I looked at him, and I thought, you're homeless. You have nowhere to go. You're asking me for help, and everything that I present, you don't want to do it? And I thought to myself, we will be discharging you this day to find you a plan because you can offer it, and they can say they want it, but then everything you offer, oh, no, that's not good enough drove me insane. Normally I let those things just roll off my back, but that, he was very smug in mm-hmm. his rejection of what we had to offer. 
you set the stage because I want to bring up what I call the dark side, the shadow side of skills. And the best way I can get it across is the old statement, all dressed up and no place to go. (laughs) I bet there's stories about times where you have attained something. I think in past discussions, you all talked about getting degrees and now looking back on it and going, yeah, so what? Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. The dark side to skills, this is that slippery slope of possibly being depressed. What happens when you're so abundant, you are a tree laden with fruit ready to be picked. You have all these skills. You can't wait for people to help. You want to help people. You can't wait for people to ask. You are so ready. It's like, my God, I've got all of this to offer. Hello, everybody. Attention, hello. No waiting in aisle five. And everyone's like, well, that's nice. Good luck with that. What do you do to your skills at that point? Do you let them rot? Well, there's great disappointment. When I feel like I can do something for someone else that's going to, I feel like it's going to help them. And then when they're not appreciative or grateful, absolutely there's times that I'm just disappointed in them as much as me. Yeah, this is a great question because it kind of calls into my hypocrisy (laughs) over the years, which is, you know, I subscribe expectation to, to this, right? And because someone doesn't follow through with what I feel they should be doing and they fall short of my expectations, then I begin to then judge them. <laughs> and as a result of that, I know in the past I, it caused me to go into my little hermit shell. And so I stopped sharing my life and spreading my life for over a decade because I kept doing this with more people and more people kept disappointing me because I put that expectation on them. So I ended up cheating myself. I ended up cheating them because as they continued to consume my light, they probably would have changed in their thought processes in in some way. And and I robbed other people too. That's good. Good stuff. I think I'll kind of piggyback off Christina. I've been in that position to where I've had the skills and you more or less, you're getting rejected. People are saying, okay, fine, good luck with that. And in my position there for a while, as that continued to happen, I found myself more or less withdrawing, not realizing that, okay, maybe I'm withdrawing and pulling back and saying, okay, maybe this just isn't what's meant for me. But not only am I depriving myself from future growth, but I'm depriving new people that are coming into my life from sharing the skills that I know that I do have that can possibly help someone new. So I'm letting the people that were right in front of me that were saying, I'm not interested, good luck with that, even though I know you're not going to get anywhere with it, literally shut me down. I believe that's what happened the last few months up until this point that I've reached, was you know, I was letting all this feedback of people saying, you're not going to get anywhere, so why do you keep doing this? And I did. More or less, I withdrew. And I was almost to the point where I was saying to myself, okay, maybe they're right. But something inside has come back alive, and it's like, no, they're not right. I know the skills. I know the capabilities. I know what I have 
that I can share with new people that could change their lives or make a difference for them. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing this up because as we get into the next exercise, where I'm asking you to list the skills you think you have. The first exercise was to go out and solicit the skills that people see in you. It's like looking at the tree above ground. In the next exercise, the next step, I'm going to ask you to look below ground. What skills do you think you have? And I'm bringing up the dark side of this whole skill thing because I need to make sure it's abundantly clear. The goal of Chapter 2 is a ripening of an awareness of your perfection, rock solid Nothing can shake the reality. You, right now, everyone listening, right now, you're perfect. Whether or not someone else recognizes that perfection, let that go. Because that goes back to our self-value and the need to have validation externally, looking for that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And isn't that a nasty trap? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of a time that I went to the beach, was there for a week, did not put a bathing suit on and get out by the pool or on the beach all week because I felt that I was too fat. And I didn't want other people judging me and looking at me. Then I went through, had a little time with some very special people, and now... I put my bathing suit on and get out there. I don't care what these people think. They don't know me. If they can't see past my physical to see the light that I have, I don't care. I don't worry about it anymore. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. That is the stepping stone, my dear Team Clarity, into mastery. Think about this. Part of our refreshing of our awareness of our skills with this next bit of our journey, is it true to say that when someone does something really well, it's somewhat magnetic? For example, I love the Renaissance festivals. Every city that I go to, if there's a Renaissance festival going on, I generally try to attend because I love the Renaissance feel of things, the old 16th, 17th century village with all the craftsmen and bakeries and so forth and so on. I know I'm always drawn. Most of them have an artisan that's a glass blower, and I'm transfixed. I will go and watch that person blow glass. And from a simple observation, watching a person blow a new piece of artwork It looks pretty easy. They stick this thing into a hot, gooey mess, and they pull it out, and they start spinning, and they start pumping air into it, and then bada-bing, bada-boom, they've got a beautiful face or a new glass. or It looks pretty easy, yeah? Has anybody ever tried blowing glass? (laughs) No. No. You've got to have a hell of a pucker. So each of you have skills that you do so well that people will look at it and go, oh, I can do that too. Here's another example. Each of us have 
watched a public broadcast show where you've got the master craftsman, the master chef, the master artist, whatever. And in 35 minutes or an hour or whatever, we have a brand new back deck. We have an absolutely sparkling new kitchen or bathroom. We have a banquet for 40 out of two cans of tuna and a chicken. We have a Rembrandt the size of the wall all within 30 minutes, right? Yeah. 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 When you watch the Iron <laughs> Chef, you're always amazed. Like I'm like, how did they do that that quick? <laughs> What's the illusion they're creating on the show? That it's, it's easy to do. Easy peasy. Easy. You can do it. Multi-billion dollar companies have sprung up like Home Depot. Because you watch this show that, oh, you can put your deck together in a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Let's go out and buy the materials to put the deck together, honey. <laughs> Six months later, you're going, what the hell have we gotten ourselves into, right? Exactly. <laughs> Each of us have skills that because of time, patience, repetition, practice, and repeating the practice, we've gotten better and better at it to a point that we don't even think about it anymore, right? Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I introduced on our last call the concept of brainstorming and mind mapping. As you get into this next step of our journey, for you to take a skill that you don't even think twice about, it's like breathing. Why can't you do it? I do it. It's so easy, right? Each of you in your blog post that I've read so far, when you start mapping out a pretty simple skill, what's happened for you? You realize it takes a lot more skill to do it. Mm -hmm. What else? And your confidence grows because you're like, hey, I got a lot more skill than I thought I had. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. What else is happening as you mind map out a skill and you step back and you look at even just a simple 10 minutes worth of exercising, what's going through your head? Yes, you've got more skills than you thought. Yes, you can feel more confident, but there's something else I'm trying to tickle out here. What else is it? For me, it becomes easier and easier and it's you've practiced enough and you've done it enough to where it's it just flows right in place as you begin to do it, you do it with without even thinking twice about it. So the next time you offer that skill to someone and they want you to put up a discount sign, what are you going to do? <laughs> no sales today. <laughs> no sale today, maybe next week, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs> However, if you would like to purchase it, you can pay this amount of money. Exactly. What am I doing here? What do you think the methodology is behind what I'm doing here? For us to stop discounting ourselves. Yeah. For me to stop discounting myself to others. And and therefore being able to require that we're paid what we're worth. It just raises the question that if you have a product to offer and the person really wants it, if they really want it, they'll pay any price for it. What's the point in discounting it? Offer yourself at full price. No discount allowed. (laughs) The problem with the discount, as much as it is the the value that you put on it, I mean, to Mm -hmm. say that I'll never discount something in my business is... I just don't think that that's practical. I, I think it's more or less being able to say, I would 
discount something because I perceive other people won't pay this amount of for it or whatever versus thinking about, no, wait a minute, I am worth, the value that I'm bringing is X amount of dollars, and absolutely I'm going to put this price tag on it, and whoever values it at that point, they will buy it, and those who don't, won't. But that's fine. I'm just going to go put it out there for the people who do value it and want it rather than devaluing myself and not even asking for the sale because I perceive otherwise. Right. We can discount any product we want, but don't discount ourselves. Right. Yeah. And we can apply the concept of discount to respect, health, love, attention. We're not just talking what goes in your bank account here, right? Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, how do you value what you have created? My discount is the full price. Then there's no discounting, which then is then where I want you to get to. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury... <laughs> The people that I look up to, the people that I aspire to be, cut me zero slack, cut me zero discount, period. They've reckoned in their process, life is short, and every discount that they offer dwarfs their ability, and they've moved past that. They know that there is another person out there that will understand the value of it. Now, to get real with Team Clarity, I offered this journey to you all as an extraordinary discount. Mm -hmm. And I did so knowing that you all, based on when I talked with you, you're going to put your work into the process. You see, to me, a person who does the work that's part of your payment. Right, right. Doing the work. And the more you all engage this, the richer we all become. True? Very true. Very true. So the next time somebody wants to discount you, they're late. You've been waiting for them. The next time somebody discounts you, you made a wonderful meal. They know you made a wonderful meal for them, and they rush through it. The next time somebody discounts you by jabbing at you at a party and putting you down, the next time I discount myself by self-deprecation, what am I doing? What are you doing as far as they're concerned? You're teaching them that it's okay to do that. You're devaluing yourself, and you're telling them that it's okay for them to do so as well. Absolutely. Bingo. We teach people how to treat us. We open the door. Exactly. So when you get to feeling some kind of way that somebody's done that to you, really you need to look, turn the mirror around and look, as Michael Jackson says, as the man in the mirror. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the takeaways so far? I'm... Stop discounting yourself to others, which teaches them to discounter. I'm going to pick you back off of that that comment. I totally agree. To really know your self-worth and know what you are worth, which is a whole lot. People are going to do what they do if you allow them to do it. Right. I think I'm going to continue to explore my skills so that I thoroughly understand my value and my worth. Mm -hmm. 
and therefore I won't even worry about the, the challenge of having to hold myself accountable to that because the more I come to realize truly what I have to offer, I'm like, please, I wish I would give this away. I wish I would give me away. I wish I would devalue me again. Like I literally, I have to. I have moments with myself where I look in the mirror and I'm like, I know you didn't just do that to yourself, Christina. Self awareness. <laughs> Is it safe to say that the more rooted you become in your awareness of your skills? Trees that have roots deep into the ground, they can survive some pretty amazing events. Yeah? Yes, yes they can. And through a hurricane. <laughs> for each of you, Team Clarity, by the end of our journey, for you to become so amazed at who and what you are, you can transit anything life has to throw at you with a lot more ease and grace. How's that for a big picture? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. I'm going to frame that one and hang it up. <laughs> so that's some of the bigger pictures. Again, I want to bow to you all for the hard work you're doing, and thank you again, Christina, for pulling this group of women together that i so excited with what is ahead of us. I really am. And I'll try not to give too many plot spoilers. It just smack me down if I do. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to the journey. Good discussion so far today. Chelsea, I know you shared a little bit about the nurse practitioner discussion that you had. Mm-hmm. Any surprises that you, as you compared what you felt your list was and what she provided, any shocks or? You know what's funny, and you know me well enough to know this is so true, is that I present myself to, say, my work family as a completely self-confident, strong, just superwoman. And that's what she mirrored back to me. And she was surprised that I felt like I needed to work on my confidence or anything else. So I was kind of surprised, but then really not surprised. It was interesting. I know one thing for myself that I found interesting is that people overall, generally think that I set good boundaries and hold good boundaries. And I totally have always thought that too. Until, of course, (laughs) we started this class and I realized, no, I don't know that I'm as good at setting and holding boundaries as I thought I was. (laughs) I thought you were really good. (laughs) I did too, (laughs) Chelsea. For someone like me that don't know how to set boundaries, (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, think, that's not, in, in comparison, maybe I am pretty good at it. <laughs> On Skype, I got a message from somebody, of course. They're kind of upset with me because I'm changing companies, right? I literally had to send them a message back and ask them to please respect my decision. I don't expect them to understand it, but to at least respect it. Oh, <laughs> I haven't heard back from him after that. <laughs> Yes, they miss me and all this. I'm happy with my decision. It came from my gut instinct that this was the right move for me. So I'm happy with it. People aren't always happy with your decision. You have to set the boundaries with them. Well, I think that having been in similar situations before, I always find it interesting that 
in that moment, I learned that what I thought was a real relationship, a real friendship, a true caring between two people really was quite contingent upon the business. Mm-hmm. And that, could, for me, that has been like the a painful reality. It's like, really? I, I really thought we were for real, for real friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, any questions or anything that anybody has so far from uh, Chapter 2? It's starting to get more intense as we explore this mm-hmm. chapter. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> well, ladies, I love you to death. Have a great way for the rest of the weekend. We'll be in touch. Maybe we'll do a little impromptu call sometime this week as well. Okay. Sounds great. Christina Irvin here, and I want to thank you for joining us as we continue to explore worth as it relates to life's abundance. If you resonate with this discussion and know that it's time to make a change, we start new teams on the first Saturday of every month, and I encourage you to take action now. Until next time, you have a great day. To get involved in Christina's classes, call her at 423 737 5809. Again, Christina number is 423-737-5809. Thank you once again for listening. This is Soul, your host. If you'd like one email reminder of upcoming shows, be sure to click on the follow button at the top of our Blog Talk Radio page. To connect to that page, just simply go to bit.ly forward slash pay radio. Aloha. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.